I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So uh, my son had his first holiday performance yesterday, and it was absolutely priceless. He really didn't do much. They are the youngest ones at his school, and he kind of rode in on a sleigh. A Santa sleigh. It was so delicious, though, to watch him up there with all those other kids doing little hand movements. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, if you guys don't follow us already on social media, you should. I occasionally post pictures of him there, and then I definitely post a lot of him on my personal account, which is on Instagram at it's Annie Bowles. And then on TikTok, it's the same handle. Um, our News Du Jour account, though, is at newsdujour.podcast. So hope you guys follow us there. I was also going to say, if you guys appreciate the reporting that we've done here and keeping you up to date on what's going on in the news, please consider taking the one minute it takes out of your day to scroll down in whatever app you're listening to and press five stars and give us a quick, you know, three word or two word love it review like those things make such a world of difference for our show and really help show the audience support uh for what we do so again if you have an extra minute of time we would so appreciate it so for today we have two mini stories for you guys and then we're going to talk about that 10 billion dollars to iran that I mentioned yesterday. We're going to dive into that story. And then we're going to cover some details about what's going on in Sudan. It's really more of an update as we covered everything when the violence really broke out in the spring. So anyway, we'll update you guys on what's going on there. Let's jump in. So first and foremost for our mini stories, the man who attacked Paul Pelosi in his San Francisco home with a hammer. If you guys remember that crazy story, he was just found guilty on all the charges against him and he now faces up to life in prison. We'll keep you guys posted on his sentencing. And secondly, in our mini stories, the House Ethics Committee also found that George Santos did break federal law. What happens next is less certain, but we'll definitely keep you guys posted as all of the drama continues to unfold with George Santos. So without further ado, we'll talk about this $10 billion. I told you guys that the $6 billion was going to be like one of those words from this year that just like annoys the shit out of me like you know pandemic era words were like amid and unprecedented the six billion dollars was gonna be one of my like phrases for this year that just was gonna 
drive me nuts. And now it's not $6 billion, but $10 billion. Let's get into the details. Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but I ca- I kept seeing comments and headlines on social media saying that Biden sent $10 billion to Iran. Now, why on earth would he do such a thing? Is it true? I dove into the story and I got us all the details. Allow me to break it down. Basically, Iraq used to buy electricity from Iran. Biden just extended a sanctions waiver for the next four months that will essentially allow Iran to continue to sell this electricity to Iraq. According to the AP, quote, there's roughly $10 billion in Iraqi payments for Iranian electricity currently being held in escrow accounts in Iraq, and the waiver will allow Baghdad to maintain its energy imports without fear of U.S. penalties for violating sanctions on Iran, end quote. So basically, Blinken explained that they didn't want Iraq to be left in the dark and they were worried about, you know, facing sort of backlash from the U.S. for violating any sanctions. So they extended this waiver. As we mentioned in recent weeks, Blinken has visited Baghdad recently without any warning, and I'm sure this was a topic of conversation because these types of major moves don't come out of nowhere, and he was just in Baghdad. So obviously the two are connected, and obviously it doesn't really matter the reasoning. Anyone who has been personally affected by the atrocities committed by the Islamic regime are absolutely outraged by this. I do think that this is something that the Biden administration wants to keep hush hush because it's just not a good look. And while they may have good reasons for doing this that the public is unaware of from the outside, it looks like a horrible idea. After all, the U.S. Treasury attests that the IRGC or basically Iran's military helped to fund and arm Hamas for the October 7th attacks, you guys. So it's almost like unfreezing this money is funding both sides of the conflict in Israel. If you think of it that way, if Iran is arming Hamas and we're arming Israel, but we're also paying Iran, then we're almost like arming both sides of this conflict, which is bonkers. And that leads me to other related news. 500 U.S. officials have signed a letter to President Biden protesting his actions in Israel. So over 500 U.S. officials have used basically this private wire established back in the Vietnam War era to sign a letter to the Biden administration. The signers represent over 40 different government agencies, And the purpose of this wire, the reason it exists, is to be able to give feedback to any administration that U.S. officials are working under. The wire hasn't been used very much over the last couple administrations, but this particular letter is protesting the president's staunch support of Israel. Now, something important to note is that the public is not privy to what is being said 
in the contents of this letter. We're not able to read the letter. We're also not able to know who specifically signed it. It's an anonymous situation because it's almost like a whistleblower type thing where they can signal how they feel to the administration without worrying that they're risking their job. This is a very small fraction as well of the millions of people working as U.S. officials in our country, but it is still very important to take note of, and I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of this. And now we will head over to Sudan for an update. I do have to issue a content warning here. This story involves a civil war in graphic detail. So we have covered the civil war and humanitarian crisis in Sudan that is spilling over to other African countries since it broke out this past spring. It has been tough to get any accurate news out of this area because obviously it's an active war zone and all of the international press stationed there had to be recalled due to the fighting. In fact, Many were caught in the crosshairs, as we reported on in the past spring, if you guys remember, trying desperately to flee as the fighting worsened. Since that media blackout, things have definitely gotten worse. If you guys remember, back in the early 2000s, there was actually a genocide that happened in this region, which claimed the lives of over 2 million people and displaced 4 million more. The area is called Darfur. And now, in modern-day Darfur, history might be repeating itself. Hundreds of people have been killed there, according to locals, and as one doctor put it, quote, the smell of death, it was everywhere, end quote. Mass graves have been dug, and some survivors are even risking their lives trying to bury loved ones at night. A group of mostly Arab fighters called the RSF, we've talked about this before, are massacring entire families there. And according to Reuters, they are burning victims beyond recognition. Another eyewitness talked about a, quote, swamp of blood, end quote, and the feeling that it was the end of days. As we reported on in the spring, most people fled the fighting early on and kind of spilled over into these neighboring African countries. But those who stayed are having to flee now or be killed, often moving from town to town, from safe area to safe area to avoid the Arab militiamen. Obviously, Western press is not able to verify any of these eyewitness accounts as we only have press on the outskirts of this violence. But these stories are so important to tell and I'm trying my best to get in touch with anybody I can who is there, people of history in this area who can shed more light on it. So if you are listening and you happen to be in this area or nearby or know somebody who's from there who can tell us a little bit more about Sudan during peaceful times, I would love to talk to them on this show. So please feel free to pass along any information. Our information is always in our show notes. And that for today is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, we don't have to engage in grand heroic actions to participate in the process of change. 
Small acts, when multiplied by millions, can transform the world. Also, if you're looking for movie recommendations for the weekend, I recommended these last week, I believe, but two films that would be great to shed some light on what's going on in Africa right now might be Hotel Rwanda, which is a Hollywood sort of dramatized version of what happened in Rwanda. However, it sets up, you know, the basics of that conflict for you. And then a documentary that's a Dutch documentary called The Dark Side of Chocolate. I highly recommend both those movies just to, you know, get in touch with what's going on there and keep our hearts and minds there. Watch them with a box of tissues, though. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia and that is also linked in our show notes you can follow us on social media at newsdujour.podcast on both instagram and tiktok you can follow my personal account at it's annie bowls on both platforms as well any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup he has a little separation anxiety and always records with me We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Uh,